Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's episode, by the way, welcome back. It's been a, it's been a couple of weeks here. Um, yeah, it's the off season. We see <laughs> yeah, each other uh, every season. couple weeks. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to be talking about some news. There's a, a bit of news that has happened over the last couple of weeks. We are going to discuss some of the available free agents that the Panthers may need to look at, uh, especially considering some of the news we're going to talk about. Uh, and we're going to discuss who we believe the Carolina Panthers' core players are. Uh, now, many of you may have read an ESPN article uh, that is doing this exact same thing. I will give yeah. Jerry credit. He came up with this idea before the article came out. So, <laughs> Jerry, I'm sorry that ESPN stole once again stole your great idea. It's it's like they like dive into my brain in mm-hmm. the middle of the night while I'm sleeping and think of like the topics I, I'm like kind of creating in my head yeah. and pull them out and say, "Hey, let's do this before they do." It, it happens like all the time. Yeah, I mean, normally when there's a strange man in your room, that's a welcome sign for you. But in this case, they're stealing your good ideas. Yeah, no, no, I'm not even going to jump, no, no, no. All right, all right. Well, Jerry, there is a little bit of, uh, what, housekeeping, I think, that we need to yes. do here. Yeah. Yes. So I'll, I'll go ahead and explain what happened here. Jerry won a bet for the first time in the history of gambling. Jerry has won a bet against me, uh, the draft day bets that we had. Jerry actually waxed the floor with me, absolutely destroyed me. And as a result, I was forced to purchase him an item on Amazon, uh, ideally football related, not rubber ducks, as Jerry once purchased for me, Uh, used dirty rubber ducks, by the way. Uh, Great gift. Still makes me laugh. (laughs) Um... But Jerry has received the package, and we will be doing the unveiling of the package yes. on this podcast. Yes, and, and before I open this, real quick, I have to let you know, I had to stop Sylvia from knowing opening this multiple times. Mm, she she had kept to know saying, I want to know what it is. She was like, I, I have <clears> to know what this is. I was like, no, it's we have to read it. On. She's like, well, I won't tell you. No. Well, so, she's going to be excited because not only is it a gift for you, it is a gift for both of you. See, I personally think it's a Sharknado DVD mm. because when we first met, that mm-hmm. was a white elephant gift you gave out, was a yes, Sharknado yes. DVD. Correct. Even the, though I don't have a DVD player anymore. so Still an amazing movie. An amazing <laughs> movie. Um, <laughs> but it is not a Sharknado DVD. I will tell you that. Okay. It is not All a right. Are we ready? Oh, by the way, anyone listening on the podcast, if you want to see what this is, just jump on the YouTube, you know, watch for the first five minutes or so. Yeah. Like and subscribe there, too. Like and subscribe there, too. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Opening it up. Oh, my. It's oh, my. So many of Jerry's favorite things. 80 for Brady. <laughs> I First thought all, this movie just came out. Jerry loves Tom Brady. We know that. And he loves uh-huh. old what? white women. We know that. These Lily are your Tomlin, two favorite you know, things. <laughs> Jane Fonda, Rita Marino, Sally Field, and Tom Brady. I hear Gronkowski I mean, makes an appearance. I mean, you're going to love this Best friends get into the best kind of trouble. 
Yes, yes, we do. It's like The Hangover, but for eighty-year-old white women. <laughs> Congratulations, Jerry. <laughs> That's hilarious. By the way, we record this at night, so it looks like I'm staying up till two in the morning watching this. Just you let everybody to. know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look forward ne- on the next podcast. Jerry's gonna do a review of Eighty for Brady. Don't don't try me. I might have to actually watch it just to come up with like a uh, two minute. First, he's gonna have to buy a DVD player. Then he's gonna have to watch. Oh, I <laughs> Wait, I think my PlayStation has a. Oh yeah, yeah. There you DVDs. go. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into some news here. Uh, yes, some good news. Bryce Young has started taking first team reps in minicamp. Uh, today, I actually believe today, that happened. Yep. So if we recorded yesterday, we wouldn't know this, but good news. I mean, it's nothing set in stone that he's going to start, but it's all trending that way. Unless Andy Dalton is just far superior, <clears throat> which I don't foresee happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, Frank Reich had a press conference today. Actually, Bryce Young did as well. And I encourage everyone to go watch both of them, but, um, Wright just mentioned this was the plan. You know, they we're going to get him first team reps here at some point during minicamp, and they did today. Um, by all accounts, he started off a little shaky. <coughs> Excuse me, started off a little shaky, but finished out very strong. Made a couple of really nice passes. One uh, deep pass to Shark in the corner of the end zone, which I heard was just a perfect, perfect pass. Um, TMJ, I heard, made a really nice catch above like three defenders. So, you know, it's minicamp, there's no pads, but early returns so far are positive. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you can hope for. Yeah. Uh, just, he looks the part. That, right. And, and you get him working <clears throat> with the first team, get the first team, have him kind of know their speed, know the how they like to run routes, because that plays a big factor in game time. For sure. I mean, the more time he can get with the starters the better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, moving on, uh, Charlotte Observer came out with an interview with Tommy Trimble by Mike K. Um, It's a good read. I read it earlier today. Um, But one thing that really jumped out at me is Trimble said, quote, this is the first time we've actually really been coached up receiving wise, other than us trying to figure it out on our own. Shots fired. Wow. Shots wow. Matt Rule. Yeah. I mean, not only that, the other <clears throat> coaches. Yeah. The only thing he basically says is we are taught how to block. So is that the tight end coach or is that James Campen that was teaching that? Well, you know, I don't know that James Campen is like a receiving coach, you know, to me. It's... No, no, no. But I'm just saying that basically he's saying he was taught how to block, but yeah. not how to receive, like run route. Well, it showed. Routes. It showed, yeah. you know. Um, this, I mean, good, I guess. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Tommy Trimble has been kind of a disappointment so far. He's blocking oh, yeah. hasn't been very good, honestly, and his receiving has been next to zero. Um, he's shown a couple of flashes here and there, but, you know, if he's going to stay on this roster, I think past this season, he's going to have to do something this year. I agree. I I think he's still in this roster next year, but if he wants an extension 
or contract, he's definitely got have to put something on the yeah. to this year. I mean, they, they signed um, Hayden Hurst, you know, because Tommy Tremblini and Thomas just weren't getting yeah. it done. So they yeah. they didn't look like they were close to getting it done. Besides right. some blocking attempts by Ian Thomas, right? But <sighs> anyways, <laughs> I just was shocked that he came out and said it like that. I was like, woo! And like you yeah. said, good interview, Tommy Trimble by yeah. Mike K. So very blunt. Check it out. But I like it. I mean, and and by the way, like not a shock. No, that that the team wasn't coached, you know, properly or coached up well. I mean, we saw it for three, two and a half years. You know, same problems constantly. Right. But I, my biggest takeaway was I thought Matt Rule was a college coach, so you would assume he would be coaching up players, or at least his coaching staff would know how to coach up players, considering. Doesn't seem like that's the case. I'll be interested what happens in Nebraska. I know he's a been a really good college coach, but <clears throat> you got to coach up guys too. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to watch his journey there. Um, I'm not rooting against him per se, but if he I flops, am. I'm not going to be upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be actively rooting against them. Yeah. All right, Let, moving let's get on, to, uh, Jerry. Let's get to your favorite news of the day. <sighs> Brian Burns is changing his number to zero. Thanks, Burns. I just bought your jersey last year, or it was a gift to me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now it's vintage. Now it's vintage. Because my current Panther jerseys from last year were Christian McCaffrey and Brian (laughs) Burns. Oh, yay. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It doesn't affect me. I don't have a Burns jersey. Not that I don't like Burns. I think he's a great player, and I would have a jersey of his if you know I decided to buy the CMC jersey. But um, zero is cool. Uh, I, I cool think number. zero is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, and I'm he did the see. whole spider web in it and stuff like yeah. that for his post. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, the the unveiling looked cool. But uh, you're not the only one that I saw that was pretty upset by the news because I would say of all the Panthers. Currently on the roster, by far he has to have the highest jersey sales. Besides Young, yeah. No, I'm saying of people that have Brian Burns jerseys, it's way oh, yeah. more than it's way more than Bryce Young right now. Oh yeah. And more way oh, more yeah. people have fifty three jerseys than Bryce Young. So um I might get a zero jersey though. I mean if they can lock him up. If we can get that contract taken care of, and I know he's going to be here for the next three or four years, I may get a, a Burns zero jersey. I think that's kind of cool. I think the locking him up is already underway, <clears throat> and it's going to happen it, probably before the season starts. I hope so. I hope so, yeah. Um, so he didn't have to like purchase that jersey number from anyone on the roster, but he did have to purchase all of the 53 jerseys mm-hmm. that were, I guess, produced by Nike. Uh, you know, whoever the official, I, I guess it's Nike, the official partner. Um, so he had to buy all the existing 53 jerseys. I'm curious as to how much that was. I don't know that we'll ever know, but I'm curious as to how much he paid to move to zero. Yeah, this is the first year zero is allowed, I believe. Right. And I know for a lot of players, that jersey buying is why they hold off for a year. They have to hold mm-hmm. off for a year and they try to deplete the reserves. Which I don't blame them. I mean, a million dollars or two million dollars, yeah, I'm gonna keep that money. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It has to be in, in, in the millions. I mean, especially for a player like him, who's very popular, and there's a lot of jerseys out there. I would I would guess it's, I mean, tens of thousands of jerseys for sure. I don't know if he's yeah. paying retail price for them, but he's probably at least paying whatever the cost is. Yeah, I think that's what they yeah. probably have to pay, but I could be wrong. Yeah. All right, let's move on to your favorite news. Mm. Yes. Uh, North Carolina is this close to approving online sports gambling throughout the state. Uh, it's gone through Cong- the North Carolina Congress, and basically it's just waiting on Cooper's signature. He's already said he's going to sign off on it. Um, I love it. I think it's, number one, just a good thing for North Carolina. In order, So is it only online? It is online sports gambling, yes. So like FanDuel, oh. DraftKings, all that's going to be coming in. I think also, I haven't read the bill, but I believe you can... Also bet in certain... I know you can already do it in the Indian casinos. Mm-hmm. In the Catawba and the, the new um, Three Rivers and then the Harrah's. Um, but um, I think you can do it... I think you'll be able to do it at the stadium. Just not well. the players. <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, but yeah, this is... I, I mean, I think we're the 28th state to officially legalize it. You know, as a, a few years ago, everyone will probably remember the big Supreme Court case that essentially said that it was not illegal to do this. So each state has been going through and going through their own process, but probably not going to start until 2024. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it brings up some interesting things because we just saw that the Colts have a player, Isaiah Rogers, I think his name is. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, I know his last name is Rogers. I'm not sure if it's Isaiah, but um, who apparently was placing hundreds of bets, uh, yeah. some of them on the Colts through a friend's <sighs> account or something. But he was doing it on his own phone. He was doing it in the facilities. Uh, big no-no. There's no bit, there's no punishment that's been handed down yet. But uh, you know, with Calvin Ridley, <clears throat> he got a year, and he wasn't even playing. This guy was playing yeah, every week. Yeah, I was going to say, Calvin Ridley was at home right, betting for his team to win. Like, right. as much as I hate saying that as he was a Falcons fan, I, or as a Falcons player yeah. at the time, I was just like, that just seems a little bit more harsh than not. And then Indy also got a lot of players suspended anyways for just betting on games well, in that the was facility. Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Detroit yes. did. Uh, I've heard that they're like type of teams. I've just yeah, yeah. Well, again, you're <laughs> right though. They got a bunch of players suspended just for betting in the in the stadium, not on the the Lions, not on football supposedly, but uh, or at least not professional football. But now that North Carolina is legalizing this, you know, I'm hoping that Frank Reich and Tepper and you know the powers that be make it very clear to our players that this is a stupid idea. Do not bet on NFL games. Do not bet on anything in the stadium, yep. right, at work. Uh, you know, just wait until you get in your car or something. Like, if you have to do it, just don't do it on the on team I mean, premises. I, I just don't understand that thought process of the NFL of not being able to bet on anything. <clears throat> NFL, I completely understand, like, mm-hmm. 
I, I get it. You don't want them to pl- bet on the NFL. There's always that risk of, you know, point shaving and everything else. Oh, it's a huge but- risk. I mean, even not even point shaving, but think about like Isaiah Rogers. And again, I hope his name is Isaiah. Um, you know, he's what, a corner, I think? He's a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Imagine he put a bet on himself to have 10 tackles in a game or something, right? Mm-hmm. And he's at nine. And he has an opportunity to break up a pass or to let the guy catch the ball and tackle him. Do you think, Do you? I wonder if he's thinking that, right? If he's thinking, man, maybe I should let this guy catch the ball. I can tackle him. I can win my bet. No big deal. Like, we're still going to be fine. Uh, but then he misses the tackle or, you know, something happens. Or what if he's at seven or eight Yeah. and... It's a play action. He jumps it because he mm-hmm. wants to get in on that tackle to get his numbers right. up. I think Again, it's a big deal. I, you know, I, it's a, I do. It's a I, huge deal. I agree with you that betting on the NFL is a big, big no-no. And yeah. that being said, I do think that being able to – what if they're in the facility right now betting on the NBA Finals? Like they're working out – like a, a, slick, a slippery slope type thing. But, but I also think that there are – um, legal, there, there's legal legal rules in place that prevent. You know, I don't know if it's illegal for them to do it, but I know that the sports books have to report on if they see something like this going on. But regardless of whatever it is, that's the rule in the NFL: is you can't make these sports wagers or any type of gambling. I don't think in the facility, uh, and I think that's smart because. It's a slippery slope. You're betting on basketball. All of a sudden, well, hey, you know what? Uh, we're not playing Monday night, but the, the Raiders and the Bucks are. And, you know, who knows what kind of inside information they have. Like, it's just, it's a very slippery slope. I think it's just wise for the NFL to say, let's just keep it out of the facilities at the very least. Yeah. No, I could get that. Yeah. All right. I think they, should not, they shouldn't be allowed to do it during the season at all. Honestly, like I, they're making so much money. They don't need to gamble. Like I know it's fun and, and it, and you know, maybe I'm being a, you know, overly harsh or whatever, but yeah, you're right. They don't need the money, but that's also kind of the slippery slope of, I mean, if you're betting for needing the money, you shouldn't be betting. That's true. That's true. And, and it, and most of them aren't betting for that. Like they're betting for fun or whatever the case is, but I mean, we do beer bets every week on this yeah. show because of right, that. but I mean, we don't play in the NFL. You know, no. um, again, it's just such but, a slippery slope, and it's so it's just like so easy for these guys to miss a tackle, right? It's just no, so easy for them bet, to drop. Betting a pass. on the NFL is a complete no-no. I yeah. I agree with that. I'm just saying that the harshness of the Detroit situation of a guy betting on baseball or basketball while he's in the locker room with his, you know, with his friends and buddies, you know, it's just like me and you, if we were still working in the same office, we would shoot the junk and be like, Hey, you, do you like this line? Yeah. I'll, I'll put five bucks on it. It's, yeah, but you and I also have rules with where we work that we can't do certain things with other financial institutions. We can't do certain things with, you know, uh, 
you know, housing loans, things like that, certain no, nonprofits. Like, there are regulations and rules in every industry. Uh, it's just, you know, the NFL, all these professional sports teams, if you don't have that integrity, you have nothing, right? Everything yeah. blows up. So Honestly, just, I think you just flipped me with that yeah. comment. It's just very dangerous. So just no betting in the stadium and or facility. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm backing you up on that after you said that because I Thanks. kind of understanding you. We've solved it. We've solved the problem. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to this last piece of news here. Oh yes, this one. J.C. Horn injured his ankle and foot on the weekend <laughs> and will miss the remaining part of minicamp and OTAs. He should be back by training camp. This is not the ankle and foot he injured during this season. Oh, it's the other it's one. The other one. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, is good and bad, I guess. He's not re-injuring something and making it even weaker. But now he's got two feet that are, you know. I. It doesn't sound like it's a big deal, right? That does not going to require surgery. But it was bad enough to where he did go and see a surgeon to make sure that it didn't need surgery, right? Like... It's not nothing. I'd imagine it's a sprain or something. They haven't really said what it is, or at least I haven't seen what it is. But this is just another another injury for J.C. Horn. <laughs> and I think the question can be asked now, did the Panthers make a massive mistake by drafting him instead of Pat Sertain? I mean, Pat Sertain's already top five corner in the league by pro, most people's standards. Right? I mean, I think he was second team all pro last year. So JC Horn has looked great when he's out there, but that's the problem. He's this looked, is what his fourth injury, his looked, fourth injury. Yeah. since. Yeah. He's looked just as good, if not better than Pat Sertain when he's on the field. But Pat Sertain has played, I think all but one game in his career. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many J.C. Horns played off the top of my head, but he's missed significant portions of both his seasons. Now he's going to miss minicamp and OTAs. Hopefully he'll be back for training camp. They're saying that he will be. Who knows what happens in training camp? Like, he just heard it working out on his own. Yeah, the best ability is availability. That's, yeah. I mean. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he has all the talent. Like I said, we've (laughs) both said that he's been insanely good when he's playing mm-hmm. he's just not available yeah i mean he's he's excellent he's elite i think if he did play a full season he would be in that conversation for all pro yeah it's just is I he ever too. gonna get there like i hope he's I hope got to so. play a whole season i yeah. mean that's the thing he's got to play the season <clears throat> yeah Ugh. and i've seen a lot of people saying that they're not concerned like you know oh this is training camp blah 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 it's not just this one it's the Mm-mm. history like, and I know they it's, were broken bones, but maybe this guy's got brittle bones. Some people have I, stronger bones than others. Maybe he didn't drink the milk The other ones were kid. freak accidents. Okay, but it's constantly <laughs> happening. Right. The freak accidents happen to other players, <clears throat> too, and they don't break things. That's, right. That's that's what I've been trying to say. Like, And I'm not saying that he is like this. Maybe, those, maybe this is a blip, and mm-hmm. he's going to be healthy the rest of his career. I really, really hope so. But so far, this is what we've seen from him, is he yeah, is injury I, prone. There, there's not many players who bounce back after multiple injuries right at the start of their career and have no injury history. Yeah. Thomas Davis is the only one I really could think of. 
Yeah. That yeah. had a lot of injury problems. And then towards his end of his career was not injured. Well, thank God that J.C. Horn hasn't had to come back from three ACL surgeries. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I would not wish that on anyone. But All right. Uh, well, let's jump into our next topic here. Talking about the J.C. Horn injury. Sort of made Jerry and us, or Jerry and me, think. Us. The royal we. Jerry and me think about... <laughs> Who's still out there? The Panthers have the second most cap space in the NFL still. They haven't really signed anyone significant over the last few months. Um, cornerback, I think, should be at or near the top of the list. I mean, I was talking about corner in the draft, not top. Yeah. But, like, round three and stuff because there was a lot of talent out there in the draft. And J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson are made of glass right now. Mm-hmm. And then we have CJ Henderson who his play is like a roller coaster baby. Yeah. That's that's a little red hot chili peppers reference to like mm-hmm. the few people that yeah. are over 35. Right, right. <laughs> You're aging yourself, Jerry. <laughs> um, you know, just looking at a few of these guys that are left out here, you know, and there aren't there aren't that many, but you know, Marcus Peters in terms of corners He's out there. Now, he's a guy that had ACL surgery a couple of years ago. Last year was his first year back. Looked pretty good. Yeah. I think he'd be an excellent addition yeah, to the team. He's 30 years old. I think he could play. I, yeah, I, he I would love to bring in Peters, and then then you let whoever is the best, <clears throat> probably him and uh, Horn, start. Yeah. And Dante, you know, Dante, sub it in. Yeah, put him in, you know. In those three Nick, you know, three uh, corner situations or a super sub, you know, and then you still got Henderson. And then as... you also, because you got to think too, Marcus Peters, at thirty years old, still has the ability to coach some of these guys up, especially like a C.J. Henderson who yeah. may need a veteran presence. And Dante Jackson, I don't know if he has that veteran savvy experience that Peters does. Well, I, plus he's. Injury prone himself. Like, who knows how long he'll be out there. Exactly. You know? But yeah, Peters, you know, could be very similar in terms of a veteran presence like Stephon Gilmore was. Who, by the way, we never should have let go. Stephon Gilmore still should be on this team. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah. Yeah. There's uh, Bryce Callahan, another guy um, with the Chargers last prone. year. But another guy that's injury prone. Had a really good season last year. But I don't know that that's a guy you want to bring back. Uh, who else? Anybody else that you have seen that would be? I've been looking, and those are the two names that really pop up that I saw slash are on top of most of these. Uh, I'm trying to scroll through. Cameron is... Dantzler. I he's young. He's young. He's what? What the? Uh, was he with the? Um... Washington he was with the Vikings. Commanders. Okay. Um, you know, no interceptions last year, but this is the thing. This is where we are now. Like, there's... Uh, you there, know, I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. The, Porter is honestly pretty dry. I think, yeah. I think going after Marcus Peters would probably be the smartest move to make, in my opinion. Yeah. You get a starting potential there. You got a, sat, a veteran to come in with this locker room of younger corners. 
yeah. who's played in a Pro Bowl level, and I believe he played in the Super Bowl with uh, Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I would like to bring him in. We got the 20-something million dollars in cap space, but other than that, the only other position we really need is edge rusher opposite Brian Burns. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's another big hole. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, there are a couple of guys out there, such as... Yannick Ngakwe. That would be a top of my list. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably going to be expensive. Probably going to be expensive. But, I, think I Cl- mean... Clowney's out there, right? And Clowney's still out there? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do Clowney. He just doesn't seem to really play hard. Like, he seems like he had all the talent, but he just never really produced the way he does. And from what I've heard and stuff, like, Cleveland just felt like he just gave up on them. Yeah. So, I I would prefer to go Yannick Ngakwe. um, Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram, but he's 34. I mean, I guess you could bring him in just in case something else doesn't happen. Because I, I personally think they're going to use Frankie Louvu on the edge a lot more. I hope so, but they haven't really even talked about that. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. They haven't really talked about much of anything besides yeah. Jeremy Chin's not really playing safety anymore. <clears throat> He's going to be playing more, closer to the line more. Justin Houston, you know, he's, again, another older guy, but still productive. Um but again, like we're we're at that point now where you know you're gonna have to bring in an old guy, or you're gonna have to bring in somebody that's had injury concerns. You're gonna have to bring mm-hmm. in somebody that's gonna be very expensive. Like those are your options. There, there's also the possibility that you could trade for somebody. As true, uh, Chase Young is on the trading block. Um, true. The Vikings are putting. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. Oh, don't know. Don't look at me. Oh, no. Let's talk Chase Young real quick while I Google it. Yeah, Chase um, Young, I mean, I've heard people are are saying maybe a third-round pick is all you would need to get well, him. Well, he's going to want that big contract, too. He is, and he's got injury concerns, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, heck of a talent, but can you trust him if you're going to sign him to a huge deal? I don't know if he would... I mean, he wouldn't take, like, a prove-it deal or anything. He's still got yeah. time left on his contract. So and he's, and he's an edge rusher, so, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, he's a guy that would, he and Burns would be incredible. That would be so dynamic. If he dynamic. was healthy. Yeah, if he was healthy. You know, I would be willing, thing. well, I guess it would be what would the compensation be, but I would be so willing to deal out <clears throat> another pick get him in here and pair those two. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm drooling in the mental thought of it. <laughs> but again, it's one of those things where you have to weigh the pros and the cons, right? I mean, and there are cons with Chase Young. But, yeah. You know, there's a reason that they didn't give him the fifth year, you know, option. He, uh, Zadarius Smith, Minnesota Vikings are shopping. Yeah, so. there's another one that would be pretty awesome opposite Burns, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, he is a little bit older. He's 30 years old, but, I mean, he's still playing well. Uh, yeah, he's. Th- I wouldn't be concerned about that. Yeah, uh, he had a, da, 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 <clears throat> uh, 44 tackles last year, um, 15 tackles for loss, and 10 sacks. I mean, great. That That's take great. <laughs> I'll take, and you're putting I'll, him opposite of Brian Burns. That's going to yeah. free up Brian Burns, and that's going to yeah. free him up. So, I mean, there are also going to be cuts, you know, throughout training camp, right before the season. Guys are going to get cut for various reasons. Some good players are going to be available. And I have a feeling that's what they're saving their money for, is just waiting for those those players. guys to come available. Um, because at that point, you've got a lot less competition to sign those guys, because most rosters are going to be set by then. Um, so either way, I, I very much doubt that we go into week one with the edge rusher room that we have now. And I'd be very surprised if they didn't at least sign a starter level cornerback just in case. I hope so. I, I really do because I don't want to deal with this theory of the cornerback room. If they're all healthy and CJ Henderson starts playing well, <clears throat> then it's a great room. But yeah. that doesn't seem to be the case for the past two, three years. Let's 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 batten down the hatches for worst case scenario, to be honest with you. And I've seen a lot of people say that well, you know, if uh if Evero's you know front seven is pressuring the quarterback this much and you know you're getting 60 sacks then even cj henderson would look really good back there well then we need to sign another edge rusher because i don't think <laughs> you know yitor gross matos or marquise haynes or any of these guys is going to be able to get double digit sacks from that position like i said the Luvu, only one maybe. i could think i was yeah. going to say luvu's my only this is my personal thought <clears throat> i don't know how it would work 100 percent in Evero's system, but I would put Burns and Luvu as the outside linebacker with Chin mm-hmm. and Shaq in the middle. Um, you're going to have to have Jeremy Chin bulk up a little bit, but the front would be Derek Brown, Tuttle, and I guess Etor, who's probably a little bit better for this system, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. so you got Derek Brown. And then I think Luvu would be the edge rusher, him and yeah. Burns. Because he could at least play coverage as well pretty well, so if he has to drop back. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Who is the SPN currently has us with? Henry Anderson as the starter at left defensive end. So Anderson, Tuttle, and Brown. And, and that might be. Anderson might fit the scheme better. They got Burns, Shaq. Luvu and Marquise Haynes at the four linebacker positions. So would be Burns and Haynes on the outsides at weak and strong, and then interior is Thompson and uh, Luvu. So where do they have Jeremy Chin starting? <clears throat> Nowhere. They have Chin. They have Chin as the second team free safety. So that's obviously not correct because hey. Chin's got to be out there. Yeah, he's such a playmaker. You, you yeah. would assume he's going to be out there, especially with a Evero type of guy who likes that free rangey type of playmaker yeah. that he is. Wasn't the greatest yeah. safety, but that's <clears throat> again. And this is ESPN.com with this, and again, this is not official. 
right? Yeah, this is them just throwing out what they think quickly. Right. They do have Bryce Young as the starter at quarterback, so that's kind of opposite of what Frank Reich has been saying all these weeks until today. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, let us know if you guys have any other ideas of edge rushers, corners, or any other position that you think we may need to upgrade on. And don't say we should go after freaking Dalvin Cook. We're not going to go after Dalvin Cook. We signed Miles Sanders to a giant deal. We're not going to go out and get a better running back to bring in to replace him already. He hasn't even started yet. And and Reich was really singing his praises today, talking about how great Miles Sanders looks as a a three-down back. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we knew he was good. We didn't know he was this good. Well, Deuce Staley's so close to him yeah. from his Philly years, so I'm I'm not that shocked that they're yeah. riding his coattails. They plan on using him. I'm excited about him, honestly. I think I think that's going to be really fun. But yeah, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we will be right back with the core players. All right, and we are back from that quick break because Stephen and I both don't want to pay for Zoom Plus or whatever they call that. <laughs> it'd be nice tier. if we could steal the pro version of zoom like we steal all of our other software right like that'd be really nice but you know, obs is free knows... baby it's free yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess we could use we could use something else but zoom just seems to work the best for us so whatever well we'll try that google meet again now that i have my internet functions a little bit better yes and and then when i build the pc you know before the season Hopefully we'll be able to do live streams and stuff. Are you gonna start a GoFundMe? No, I'm not PC? gonna do that. No, no. no, no I'm not gonna do. It. No, sure. I don't like begging for cash and stuff like that. There's if you if you want to donate to me getting a PC, you could donate to a good charity <laughs> or something. Or you know support us on Anchor or what, yeah. Spotify Music. I think it's called now. We do have a a, a couple of those guys. So. Very much appreciate that. But um, all right, well, let's get to this here, Jerry. Yeah. So again, we've said this before, but <clears throat> ESPN came out with this the today. Like, ah, okay, by Seth Wal- Walter. Here are his Panther core players. Bryce Young, Brian Burns, J.C. Horn, Derek Brown, and Taylor Moat. I think we were I- ranked 23rd in the league in our, in our core player rankings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I did notice was there was only one team ahead of us that had a younger core, and that was Detroit. And they're just like a few spots ahead of us. Um, so even though we're not top of the list, we do have one of the younger cores in the NFL. Whatever yeah. That means. And I agree. I mean, Bryce Young, <clears throat> yeah. you say core. We don't know what he's going to be at, but he's a he's obviously a core piece. He's got to be there. Yeah. Gotta be there. I mean... So what, how, what, when you say when you think of the core, what, how do you define it in this right. context? In this context, I think of the core team as going for these are the linchpins. The yeah. oh, I'm just going to go back to the 2015 style years of Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, uh Greg Olson, the Thomas Davis. I mean, Calvin those Benjamin. were the core. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I wait, sorry, sorry. He was out out for, you know, Krispy Kreme donuts that day. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what I think. Like, these are the guys that if the Panthers are going to succeed, these are the guys that are going to take us there, right? These are the main guys that we need to 
perform so we can get to the promised land, well, right? Well, I don't even necessarily say have to perform, but these are the guys you're banking on that no matter what, they're going to be solid. They're going to be the good players mm. consistently. See, I think, okay, so you and I are thinking of it a little differently. I'm thinking of these these guys, if these guys aren't on the roster or aren't healthy, aren't playing well, then the team suffers. Like, these are the, this is the heart of the team, is the way I'm thinking of it. I think we're saying basically the same thing. Yeah, I do too. Slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we both have Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Brian Brian Burns. Burns, For sure. Uh, I think Derek Brown. Yeah. I would put him up there. Especially the way he played last year. I'm expecting a nice little year and a big contract for him coming. Yeah. Um, They've got Taylor Moten. I would switch Taylor Moten with Icky myself. Because I think, number one, left tackle is just more important. It just is. That's the blind mm-hmm. side of your quarterback. Uh, he's younger. He's cheaper. And honestly, he played extremely well. And I think he's going to have to play even better if the Panthers are going to take that next step. Uh, you know, Taylor Moten, I kind of get it. Because he is that veteran on that line. Mm-hmm. I could say... You don't have to have one, two, three, five players. I would be fine adding Icky to this because of exactly what you said. But I also don't think kicking Taylor Moten out. Well, I was going with just the five myself. But, yeah, if you, if you want to go six, we can go six and just keep both of them in there. Okay. I would agree but I would agree with that. It, I think cause, But Moten also very important. I was going to say, if you're going to have an offensive I, lineman in there, I would have Icky. I will go, I'll agree with that. Yeah. If we're going to have to stick to five, I'll put Icky there instead of Taylor Moten. But I still yeah. think Taylor Moten's probably part of the core piece. Yeah. Um, J.C. Horn is my question. I personally don't know if he's there. I don't know yet if he's there. I'm I'm taking J.C. Horn out, and I'm putting Frankie Louvu in. Interesting. I... I think he. I know he's only on his one-year deal right now, but I think he's he's shown so much heart in this team mm-hmm. that, that other players really weren't. That I, I, I see him being a stud here for many years. I do see him being a integral piece. That being said, if he doesn't fit Evero's system, I could be wrong. But I was gonna say it. <clears throat> it's risky to put him as a core piece. Well, we don't even know if he's going to be here next year, right? That yeah. would be my that would be my concern. I would have J.C. Horn in there because when he is out there, as we mentioned, he is elite. He is a weapon. He shuts down one side of the field. He takes out the best player. Um, he's going to be here for several years, and if he stays healthy, he's going to get that second contract, and he's going to be here for several more years. Um. So, and I think he is one of the guys that has to play well. He has to step up. He has to be healthy for this team to be successful in 2023. I just think, I think I, I would say that he has to be there. Now, I like I like putting Luvu in there too because we saw how important Luvu was last year. Yeah. When he got the opportunity to start and to play, you know. And when he role. wasn't out there, you could tell. Yeah. Yeah, he was absolutely one of the best players on the defense. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, if we were going to do 
six or seven guys, you know, I would definitely have him in there. Uh, and I do hope that they can find a way to keep him around. And I hope that he does fit Evero's system. Yeah, that that's my only question is if he fits Evero's system or if he's just more that 4-3 outside linebacker, which I the way he plays, I just don't see it. I think he can... He has that Jeremy Chin type of energy of you get him closer to the line, you let him make those type of plays that he's good at. That shooting that gap quickly, that reactionary play. Yeah. Speaking of, neither one of us mentioned Jeremy Chin as I don't I don't think right now he I don't think we could put him in. He didn't play well last year or the year before. He dropped off after his rookie season. We both believe it's because of bad coaching decisions. Playing out of position, yeah. Playing him out of his natural position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if what if Evero could unlock him like we think he can unlock him, next year this he'll probably be in here. He's got all the talent. He's got the measurables. He's got the skills. He just hasn't been put in the right position, in my opinion, in our opinion. Um, I mean, he played well at safety, but... You're dropping him back, getting him away from the ball. That's that's didn't. That's not what he excelled at when he almost won defensive rookie of the year. Well, it's like you're taking a Ferrari off the highway and you're making him drive around residential streets. Like, yes, that's not what it's made for. You know, that's yeah. You're gonna. It's probably gonna be safer. You know, it's gonna get you where you need to go. But it's not using it to the best of it. It's not using it for what it was made for. And Jeremy Chen is a freaking playmaker. Like, let him get out there and make plays. Let him be a Ferrari. Let him make splash plays. And that's what was so great about him. Like, he would, he could change the tone of the game in one play. That Minnesota game, even though they lost, I mean, he literally back-to-back touchdowns. I mean. He's that kind of guy. And you put him so far away from the ball, he doesn't have those opportunities. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he ripped the ball out of Dalvin Cook's hand. It wasn't like he, you know, got lucky. Yeah. He he fought that thing out. Johnny Hecker. He's a weapon. I, he's, I agree. He, he's old. At least older than the guys that we're talking about. And I don't know if you want to put a punter at your, one of your core players. I do But not. I, I do think he is extremely important to the team. And I mean, we saw it last year, like how he really put the Panthers in good position many, many, many times. Um, just an honorable mention. I'm not serious about putting him in as, as the core player. but I was going to say, if you're throwing in Johnny Hecker, I'm doing J.J. J. Jansen. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm glad the special teams is getting some love here. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably one of the only podcasts that constantly talks about our special team players. You know what? They're underappreciated. That's all <laughs> I have They really to say. are. <laughs> Your love um, for Joey Sly back in the day, you know? Oh, man. The, our love for J.J. Jansen, who we've brought up multiple times, has you love him because you don't know who he is. Exactly. If you knew him. <laughs> if you knew J.J. Jansen, like if the if the if a non-hardcore Panthers fan knew who J.J. Jansen was, he would not be a good player. He would not be in the NFL. The only time you hear about long snappers is when they screw up. That's yes. it. So, love J.J. Jansen. Glad he's back for another year. Um, you know, Shaq Thompson in years past would definitely be on this list. 
You know, I didn't even think about putting him in there. That's, I didn't either. That... There's no wide receiver that we can really put on this list. Oh, definitely not. At least not this year. I think Miles Sanders... Has potential to be it on it. Yeah, we just don't know enough yet about how he fits in with the rest of the team and everything. But I think skill-wise, and certainly what we saw last year, he very easily could be... It, you know, when we talk about this next year, he very easily could be on that list. He's a guy that's going to be here for a few years, mm-hmm. uh, or has the potential to be at least. They they have an out after two years if they, you know, if it's not working out. But um, I'm hoping that it does work out. Um, yeah, I mean, one quarterback, one defensive end, tackle, couple of offensive Two. linemen. <laughs> Hey, the linemen are, are going to go with the quarterback. I mean, that's yeah. I, yeah. that also is why I think Iggy and Taylor Bunton could be considered on there because, A, they're going to be here for a long term. I think Taylor yeah. Bunton has like two or three more years on his deal. And Iggy's got, you know, he rookie last year, so he's yeah. got another he's four or five years. a long time. Yeah, I mean, he's he's first-round pick, so they'll definitely pick up his option as long as he stays healthy. Uh, I mean, Bradley Bozeman, the team played – no, the offensive line at least really came together when he started playing last year. Um, Another Matt think, Rule mistake. <laughs> yeah, of, I think he's remember he's on this list. We signed him to be the starter, and he refused to let him start at right, right away. Right. Loves to be here too. You know, he and his yeah. wife—they're huge, huge fans of the area. So, um, yeah. Any other thoughts there? No. I mean, I, I think we've kind of touched on. I think you calling yeah. out Shaq Thompson, it was something that didn't even register in my head. That that's that's a huge question. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, if you're if you're saying if Luvu does play kind of that interior linebacker position, then you know at least that that's represented on your list at least. Um, but otherwise, you know, I think that speaks to maybe a little bit of a lack of talent at that position right now. Well, again, in my, in my head, I'm dropping chin down. Right. To right. The linebacker he's a, he's position. a, he's a rusher. Yeah. He's a rusher. Luvu and Luvu and uh, Burns are a lot technically linebackers in my head yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. I haven't checked that lately. I need to do that. Yeah. um, We'll definitely get you next time if you have left one since then. Uh, Our next episode is going to be in a couple of weeks, and we've got something special planned. We're going to do... A draft. live stream of 80 for Brady with our commentary. <laughs> I'm actually not going to tease what we're going to do, but we're going to do something fun. Uh, we may have a couple of new voices with us as well. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, keep your, keep your uh, feeds refreshing in a couple of weeks for that one. But uh, until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>